sometimes no deal is better than a bad deal. That's true of the bipartisan infrastructure bill you've been hearing so much about. Hello, I'm Steve Forbes, and this is What's Ahead. We get the insights you need to better navigate these turbulent times. A group of 10 senators, five Democrats and five Republicans, reached agreement with President Biden last week on a scaled-back infrastructure bill of $1.2 trillion that focuses more on traditional projects, such as roads and bridges, rather than Biden's original humongous package that included a number of new federal entitlement programs with a starting price tag of more than $4 trillion. But as these things go, would balloon even higher. Unfortunately, even this bipartisan deal is a dud and should be resisted. Here are some of its flaws. It includes a big increase in IRS funding with tens of thousands of new agents. Supposedly, stepped-up enforcement will bring in some $60 billion extra dollars for Uncle Sam, primarily from the nefarious rich. It won't. People like Jeff Bezos have reams of accountants and lawyers who know how to legally minimize their taxes. To get real extra money will mean going after middle and lower income earners. Did that waiter report all his tips? Did that at-home worker deduct too much for her home office? The deal includes massive subsidies for high-speed trains, which, as California demonstrates with its deeply troubled bullet train scheme that was supposed to run from San Francisco to Los Angeles, is hugely expensive. Experience from China and elsewhere shows that for long distances, planes and even cars are enormously more efficient. We don't have the population densities to justify these trains. Some $49 billion is slated for more mass transit projects. The vast majority of such projects in the past ended up with very disappointing passenger use. Now along these lines, pouring tens of billions of dollars more into Amtrak is also a waste. Other than the Boston to Washington corridor, the Amtrak system can't be justified. Spending billions on subsidies for electrical vehicle charging stations and other allegedly green projects is also a waste. Washington didn't pay for gasoline stations when autos came along. Private money did because there was a real market here. This agreement also creates a new infrastructure authority to fund green projects. Haven't these senators learned from the disasters of Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and other such entities that they become highly politicized and end up in deep financial trouble? 65% of infrastructure in this country is in the hands of the private sector, and there is no crisis here. Only when the government is running things do we get big problems with repairs and maintenance. If anything, we should be pushing for smaller government involvement, not more. I'm Steve Forbes. Thanks for listening. Do send in your comments and suggestions. I look forward to being with you soon again. Ooh.